Welcome to today's BCOG online podcast episode. These weekly sermons are a part of the growing online ministry of God. Buford Church of God is a growing multi-campus and multicultural Pentecostal church north of Atlanta. We are reaching people around the world to see lives transformed through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in with us and enjoy today's episode with Senior Pastor Joey Grizzle. Please remain standing, Mark chapter 3, starting with verse 13. And he went up to the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sick folks and to cast out devils. Simon, whom he gave the name Rock and Roll, James the son of Zebedee, John the brother of James to whom he called Sons of Thunder, along with Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. Say amen at the reading of God's word. You may be seated. Sons of Thunder. What a great title for a nickname that God gave you. God didn't give nicknames to everybody, but he gave a nickname to James and John. Now, you need to know that James and John were were significant beyond their names. They were invited to the Mount of Transfiguration. They were also there with Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. They were part of the inner circle of God. John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, there at the night of his crucifixion, was the closest in proximity had deep connections to the Sanhedrin. We learn a lot about these two individuals. The Bible says they were sons of thunder. There's just something about that phrase, sons of thunder, that makes me hear Clint Eastwood music. The phrase, sons of thunder, makes me start feeling the rumble of a Harley Davidson. Somebody talk to me. All of a sudden, you can see the phrase sons of thunder and you realize just maybe there's hope for me. God did not call some poodles to be his disciples. These were not house cats. They were yard dogs. Is this all right? I am afraid that the church in modern America spends most of its energy trying to turn men into women. I think that in too many ways we have decided that men don't fit into the construct of society in their raw, unedited form. And so we're going to manipulate them and control them and try and morph them into something that's more docile. And in so doing, we are wrecking the American family and the culture of this nation. I bind that spirit over this house in the name of Jesus. I want your sons to be sons of thunder. In this house, we have a unique desire. We want your little boys to grow up to be men. I know that's highly offensive because who are we to determine what men should be? We're not qualified to determine what men should be. The Word of God is qualified. We don't determine our masculinity by what we crave in the bedroom or the lust or pride or deceit or greed that's in our heart. We bind the spirit of sin in our life and we judge our masculinity by the call of God that's on us. Sons of thunder. Here to create trouble. We didn't stop being dangerous. We're just dangerous in a different way. 
These sons of thunder, these disciples of Christ, you know who they remind me of? The Buford Church of God security team. You know, people come to our church from all walks of life. The best of the best will gravitate toward our choir. They'll go to Pastor Bob. I'd like to be in the choir. They're already dressed appropriately, at least most of them. Well, a few of them. <laughs> and they'll get on stage, and I've been there to hear Pastor Bob giving instructions to the choir, getting them ready for Sunday morning. It's a wonderful speech. We're going to glorify God. Our praise is going to go up. His glory is going to come down. I want the Lord to use you with favor and authority today. So I want you to make sure you're standing straight and you're singing loud. I want you to lean into those microphones and let's do this the right way. God deserves our best. That's a great training. You go out there to the hospitality team. You can hear them training, giving their discussions on what they should be doing. We're going to wear our best face. We're going to smile. We're going to make people feel welcome. They're going to feel greeted by the time they get out of their car. If they have children, we're going to escort them. We are going to serve this church today so that they can feel hosted by the presence of the Lord. I made it to one of our security team training speeches. Our security team has to submit to an armed police officer. Because our security team, they can't necessarily sing in the choir. Some of them are forbidden. Our security team is not going to be down there scaring the children. That security team seems to be the only place that some people come into. The, am I right, Gerald Bratcher? You're back there with me. I mean, it's just the right place for some people. That's where they belong. And I came out there. We'd had a little trouble in some churches in the community, and they were trying to make sure that some of those troubles did not happen in our facility. And so that police officer, who thankfully had hairspray of death on one side and a taser on this side and an armed piece maker right there on his hip and, and he was explaining to these men and his, his training went something like this no you can't tase them and I don't care if it is just in a spray can you're not going to spray them and you cannot drag them out the side door and scuff them up in the parking lot just because they need it as a matter of fact, if anything goes wrong, you come get me. Officer, is everything all right? No, that's not a problem. We got these. We'll tune them up. Stand up. So all these men trying to stand there and suck them biscuits in and stand there like they know what they're doing. And I think to myself, that was the, that was the crew that Jesus selected. I mean, one of his lead disciples was laying out of church when he called him. And for those of you who are on the lake today or in the mountains watching me online and you're halfway paying attention to me, God's got a call on your life and you're running from it. You know you're running and you know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you do. <laughs> He's laying out of church. He's over there cleaning the nets. Jesus over there preaching. I need to borrow your boat. Oh. She carries that boat out there. And then Peter looks at him and says, hey, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Well, Peter was just smitten with the holiness of God. He was making a comment to the righteousness of Jesus. No, I think he meant he was a sinner. 
look, I know what you're looking for. I'm not it. I know the resume that you need, and I don't have it. Can I speak to that resume for a minute? I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm going to say this to you. 101st Airborne came back from active duty. They were in the Atlanta airport lined up on the sidewalk waiting for their rides to pick them up. I asked someone, I said, this group of men out here dressed in fatigues, who are they? They said, that's 101st Airborne, just back from the Middle East. So I walked out there, and they're all leaned on the sidewalks and on the wall, and I said, man, I want to thank you for your service. And I went down and shook all their hands. And I could see it on their faces. I'm not a hero. I don't do anything great. But humbled by the moment. And I thought to myself, yeah, you don't think you're a hero, but you were over there where most of us are terrified to go. You're over there performing a duty that we're scared to perform so that my boys won't have to. And you don't think it's much, but you stood between me and the enemy. And maybe you didn't fire at the right times or do the right things or always have your act together. But you were in combat carrying the American flag into dangerous territory. And we appreciate your service. And when you get to heaven... And you stand before those pearly gates and you're surrounded by angels and you see the majesty of heaven and your father thunders from the throne, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Be thou ruler over many. And I'm going to have the same thought you're going to have. I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. I don't have anything about me that should get this kind of accolade. But you know what the angels are going to say? Yeah, but... You never saw him. You never talked to him face to face. And yet, you believed. You were in a war zone carrying the flag of heaven as an ambassador of the king. And even though you're not Mr. Perfect or Mr. Righteous... You still have faith in your heart and the demons cannot comprehend why somebody like you would have faith in a God you can't see. You want to make the devil mad? Stop worrying about what yesterday did to you and just shine with the faith that you have in Jesus Christ and say, I may not be much, but this one thing I know, I know my Redeemer lives. I believe that early one Sunday morning, he rose from the dead and you can't shake it out of me. Hell's not going to terrify me into saying my God is dead. I believe, I believe, I believe. And that's the test of righteousness. Sons of thunder. Sons of a loud, boisterous, scary, terrifying noise. That's exactly what we like around here. We encourage you. To have enthusiastic outburst at the manifestation of God's power. Thunder is the automatic response to lightning. Lightning is this small one inch to two inch perhaps sliver of light that pierces the sky five times hotter than the surface of the sun. And it creates a sonic boom. Because it splits the atmosphere with power. 
and the atmosphere explodes with thunder. And that thunder is not anything but a reflection of the manifestation of power. That's what we want in this house. That's what the devil's trying to steal from us. He's trying to get you to stop thundering. He'll get you to stop thundering by trying to teach you to be sweet. Some of y'all need to sweeten up, but... Truthfully, these disciples cussed and fought, tried to get their positions... One of them got in a fight in the Garden of Gethsemane, cut somebody's ear off. Like Mike Tyson out there in the Garden of Gethsemane. (laughs) Jesus looking at them going, what's the matter with you? Some even believe that the sons of thunder were named for one thing they did. Jesus preached to a city and the city rejected him. And the sons of thunder looked at Jesus and said... Shall we call fire down from heaven and kill them all? Pastor, I just don't think people should be loud in church. You're not going to like heaven. Heaven is going to explode with the enthusiasm of God's people. The ground will shake with the authority of God. Somebody talk to me. How in the world can you read the sermons of John the Baptist and expect me to fit into your cute little box of sweetness that I'm supposed to display when I'm trying to preach a gospel that was thundered beside the Jordan River with the voice calling out, You sons of snakes, who put the fire under you to run from the judgment which is about to fall all over all your heads? Bring your little devil out to the river. I'll dunk you and hold you under till you really repent. See, I'm much nicer than that guy. The Bible says that Nehemiah, when he came back to the city and found out they had been into sin and creating mischief, the Bible says he punched their teeth out and pulled their hair out. Did you know this? Go back and read the story of Nehemiah. He was not the weeping prophet. You better stop demanding that all your preachers say it the way you want it said and heaping to yourself teachers having itching ears with a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. We want a sanctuary that's dangerous with the static energy of the presence of Almighty God. We want to be thunderstruck by the power of Almighty God. We want our voices to rise up and shake the foundations of hell. I'm about to get upset. The uh, witch that was hired by that wicked king to curse the people of God stood on a mountain. And he blessed them three times with the money for cursing still in his pocket. And the king said, I paid you to curse them and you blessed them three times. And the witch turned around and said, I can't help it. What God has blessed, I can't unbless. For the Lord God is with them. And righteousness is the characteristic of their life. There's no iniquity found in their heart. And 
The shout of a king is among them. There's no king down there. They're just wandering in a wilderness. I didn't say there was a king down there. I said there's the shout of a king down there. You see, there's people who, who want to pretend like you're in authority. But those of us who are under the majesty of God, we don't have to be in charge. We can just shout with the authority of the king that we serve. Somebody talk to me. The devil can't get in your house if you're louder than the devil's music. The devil can't own your business if you'll pray over that business with authority. Come on, men. Find your backbone. Stop letting pornography steal your authority. Stop letting alcohol steal your anointing. Stop letting arguments divide your attention. Dive into the word of God. Square your shoulders. Be the righteousness of God that God called you to be and tell hell to get out of your house. Tell the devil to get out of your car. Tell him to get out of your business because I have the shout of a king. I'm not the son of a poodle. I'm not the son of whimpering and whining and division. I'm not the son of culture or of politics. I'm the son of thunder. I reflect the echo of God in my life. Hallelujah. I'm going to hurt myself up here. I'm going to spit all over myself. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Man, if we could get some men that's not scared of anything but, but sin... Fears nothing but God, struggles for nothing but the righteousness and salvation of souls. We can turn the world upside down. You're so busy with all this stupid stuff in this culture, getting consumed with the cares of this world. Up one day, down the next, a little yo-yo in the house. One week you want to serve God, next week you don't. I bind that in the name of Jesus. Stand up and allow your voice to be heard. Allow your, your glorious anointing to be evident in your place of Habitation of work, worship. In the name of Jesus. I actually tried to outline this sermon today and it's not going well. I'm so far off of my outline now, I don't even know where I'm at. Tired of the devil. Let me tell you what the school system's doing to our kids. It's making boys, let me tell you something. If, if ADD is an equal opportunity problem, and it is a problem, it's a real problem that should be addressed medically. I got it. Not minimizing that. But if the vast majority of the people that you put on medication, if it's not gender specific, then why are most of the people being drugged boys? Because boys don't learn like girls do. I hate to be the one to inform you, but there's a difference in boys and girls. And if you're one of those guys sitting out there going, that's exactly right. That's why I kept having to go to the principal's office. No, that's not why you kept having to go. <laughs> but if you're sitting out here going, that's exactly right. I feel like I could achieve more if I'd be cut loose to be myself. You know that word thunder? You know how it's translated in the Bible? To roar with a loud voice. To prophesy with authority. To shake the foundations with a loud noise. Somebody help me thunder in here. We want you to thunder with the voice of God. God told Job, he said, can you thunder with the same voice that I thunder with? You know what God sounds like? He sounds like thunder. David said it so well in Psalms. God thundered from the mountain and shook the foundations of the earth and terrified the enemy as he sent the power into their camp. 
When he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Some said, I heard God. Others said, I only heard thunder. He thunders. God wants you to sound like your father. So that whole business of going to church, going, okay, let's all use our inside voices. Let's be quiet, safe, docile, don't scare anybody. That's for the other church. Here, we want you loud, rowdy, making loud exclamations. Somebody give me an amen right now. We're sons of thunder. We're not going to be daughters of poodles. We're not going to be sons of division, sons of whimpering, sons of whining, sons of intimidation. No, sir. We're not intimidated. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation a long time ago. I got lightning struck by the power of God, and it ignited what's inside of me. And the thunder that comes out of me is a natural reaction to the power that's in my life. Pastor, I don't know why you've got to be so loud. You only don't understand it because you've never been hit by the lightning of God you show me one time in the Bible where somebody got healed and they didn't cut up after they got touched by the power of God one mama got her baby raised from the dead. A man's legs, it was lame for so many years, and then he could, he could leap and he could dance. A, a blinded eye got open. When you get touched by the power of God, you'll thunder. Five times hotter than the sun. These security guards, they all got these little things in their ears. And you guys think that they're communicating to each other. That's not true. It's a, it's a little zapper. <laughs> when you see Ron, uh, Marty jump up and run across the front of the church, that's because we just shocked him. <laughs> you know, that's not true. But the next time he runs across the front of the church, you're all going to start chuckling. Especially if he really starts giving it one of those. Zap by the you know you need three ingredients to produce a good thunderstorm. First thing that you need is an unstable atmosphere. Second thing you need is an upward lift of energy, of heat. What you also need is moisture, water, lots of it. That produces a good thunderstorm. And I thought to myself, that's the Buford Church of God. Yeah. Unstable atmosphere. That's us. You never know. <laughs> There's nothing stable about the Buford Church of God. You can go to other churches and predict what's going to happen. You can kind of measure what people are going to do. Here at the Buford Church of God, you're a little nervous if you're not used to it because you're thinking to yourself, dear God, what's he going to say next? How is this going to turn out? Here in this house, we work hard to make sure that God knows we're not in control. He's in control. I want an unstable atmosphere. The Bible says that the enemy comes in. He'll, he'll have like a cloud that's over your life, a dark cloud. Anybody ever prayed and it felt like there's a dark cloud over you and you can't get through it and all of a sudden there, there's a power against that dark cloud called the presence of the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost starts to war against the cloud of 
demonic power that's in your life, the atmosphere becomes unstable. And so when you come to the Buford Church of God, bring the devil with you. Bring the one that's fought with you all week long. Somebody here had to wade through hell just to get in the parking lot. And when you come into the house, those demons realize they're in for a rumble. And we start to glorify God. And the Holy Ghost settles in. And all of a sudden, there's an announcement in heaven that says in this corner, you have the devil. You have the demons that have tormented your life. He's plagued you. He's tormented you. But in this corner, he's higher than the highest. He's greater than the grace. He's the one that walked on water, healed the sick, raised up the dead. Hallelujah. Unstable atmosphere. And then there has to be an upward lift of energy. There has to be, they actually call it lift. That's why I believe when I praise God, when my praise goes up, His glory comes down. I seed this unstable atmosphere with the praise that comes from my heart. When I begin to magnify and glorify God's name in this tornadic war between heaven and hell, all of a sudden the thunder clouds of God begin to roll back the tide of what the devil wants to do and there is a power source that begins to surge on the other side because the rain starts to fall. The rain of his word, the rain of the sanctity sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost starts to fall and it begins to rain in the sanctuary. We begin to get wet with the power of the Holy Ghost. You can kick your feet in the water and you can feel the droplets of the Holy Ghost begin to fan out and hit everybody in the sanctuary and we begin to glorify God and the devil knows he's in a fight and the sons of thunder begin to rise up and the glory of God and all of a sudden the power of God pierces the darkness with the lightning power of his word and it changes our life, changes our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm not normally like this if you're visiting with us today. It's just that we have moon pies in our season, the foyer. And I'm feeling an added boost of enthusiasm. I wish they'd have given us the keys to that Harley. I need to hear it crank right now. Holy God. You know, when we get to heaven, there's this thought. Well, I just had an image in my mind. Forgive me. I'm off the reservation. It's already live. I've already embarrassed myself. Every way I can be embarrassed, so buckle up. Here we go. When you get to heaven, there's this idea for thousands of years. You're just going to be saying, holy, holy, holy. I were king of the forty. No, no, whatever. You know, when you get to heaven, one of the first things he's gonna do. One of the first things gonna happen to you. Now we eat and we fellowship and we sing. Got it, but that ends quick. God is going to command his army and an angel is going to step out on the clouds. Arise! 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 Oh God, and let your enemies be scattered. Explosion begins to happen. 
And then Gabriel stands on the portals of glory and he sounds a trumpet. And the Bible says we all get on white Harleys. (laughs) Read your word. The Bible says that the horses of heaven, that, that fire comes off their hooves like it's steel on pavement. That when the Lord whistles, they come, and you can literally see the, the sparks of God's anointing coming off the hooves. It's going to be like riding, riding a Harley. And he puts a sword in your hand. And he says, who will ride with me? Our job is not to sit around and sing. It is our job to come back to earth and rule and reign with God for a thousand years to take the devil and bring him bound. You're not being trained to sing. You're being trained for combat. You're being trained to be in God's army. That's why you go through war down here. God's putting you through boot camp. He wants to make sure you won't quit on him when you get to the other side. But when the devil comes against God, when you've already been bound, baptized by death you can say no sir I've been through worse than that I've already defeated the devil in this world I had trouble but God overcame the devil and now I have power and authority kneel your knees to the power of almighty God every knee shall bow every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord hallelujah hallelujah You know, that water, what it most represents to me is the unity of the church. Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the water on the mountain that flows down into the valley. Unity of the saints. Because it reminds me of when God struck the church with lightning. For they were all in the upper room. In one mind and in one accord, glorifying and praising God when suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty tornado and cloven tongues of fire lightning struck every one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and the power of God sent Peter out into that Jerusalem city that had just crucified Christ and he thundered with his prophetic voice these men are not drunk as you suppose but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet that Joel in the last days I'll pour out my spirit and lightning strike everybody on this planet and your sons and daughters will thunder I want sons of thunder and I want daughters of the storm I want God to anoint you with the power to command the devil where to get off at when I was at Waynesboro Church of God We had a tornado of a fight with the devil. The previous pastor had fallen into the worst kinds of sin. He had empowered certain individuals in the church who were in fellowship with that sin. There were people who were damaged by this whole debacle. Homes destroyed and lives were ravaged with the moral bankruptcy that erupted. The town itself had so many graveyards with ghost stories. Evidence of a town overlooked by the development of the rest of the state. I went there not knowing what we were getting into and 
It was a hard fight. I went into the sanctuary to pray and I asked God, please send revival to my church. And I felt the presence of God on me. I felt the anointing to pray. As I began to cooperate with the power of the Holy Spirit, I felt God answering my prayers while I was praying. And then a truck ran into the church. Shook the whole church. And the church was on a slab. That loud concussion. I walked outside. I was terrified because they'd had a vehicle hit the sign just before I had arrived at the church. Someone had died right there in the front yard of the church with an accident. This major highway, very dangerous highway right in front of the property. So I went outside to see what happened. See if they were okay. I walked all the way around that building on the outside and there was not one vehicle. No truck, no car, nothing. I went back in the sanctuary. God said to me, Son, Satan leaves at the speed of sound. And what you heard was the sonic boom of the devil leaving your house. I am a son of thunder. I was there when God thundered for me. And I don't know if you need a physical manifestation. I'm not sure I needed one. But I heard it. I know what it sounds like. It's the sound of God's voice in your heart and the sound of the devil leaving the room. And I think it's high time that the thunder rolls over your life. I think it's high time that the daddies and the young men of our church thunder over your lives and over this nation and we tell the devil where to get off at. Am I right about it? Let God's voice be heard in this place. But I'm asking God to do something mighty in your life. I ask God to give you the courage to thunder. The anointing to bind the power of hell that comes against you. Mountain-moving faith and walking on water, integrity, and strength. Strength and courage to keep a promise. To show up when everybody else walks away. To let your glory be His glory. The authority and anointing on your life. To yield glory and honor to Him. I pray that you be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed when you rise and when you lay down at night. May he give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That you might be called trees of righteousness. Blessed in the city, oh God. Blessed in the city of Buford. Blessed in the fields of their occupation. Let your glory overshadow their life. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm on your face and the rains fall softly on your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next Sunday. 
We hope you enjoy Pastor Joey's word today. To find out more about our ministry, visit bcog.me. Our services are live streamed weekly on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you have any questions, you can talk to one of our pastors anytime via bcog.me messenger. See you again in the next podcast episode.